Okay, here comes the three wing two, everybody. This is the charmer. The Which, charmer. Phil, I would. That would. That would. You're suck. charming. Wouldn't like it, it be funny if we read that and we're like, he's not really a he's charmer. Not really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this guy's got no yeah. charisma. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to No Small Thing. I'm Scott. And I'm Macy, and welcome to episode 25. This week, if you didn't know this, if it ends in a five or a zero, then it means drum roll. <laughs> Enneagram episode. Enneagram episode. I hope Enneagram people are threes. caught up. I Enneagram hope people know. Threes. It's an Enneagram three episode. Yeah. And I hope people that listen know. I, I, I Maybe we are so wrapped up in it, in this... We do an episode every five, an Enneagram episode every five episodes. Yeah. And we really take it seriously. We do take it seriously. At No Small Thing, we kind of are a hectic (laughs) podcast in terms of our topic choices. This is grounding. Yeah, it's a big array of topics because we're a point of this is that we're curious about all different kinds of things and anything can be interesting. But we're really passionate about the Enneagram. And so this is our grounding moment. Our Mm -hmm. grounding piece is the Enneagram. our commitment to listeners. Yeah, there will be an episode on the Enneagram every five episodes. Every five episodes, and we'll cover all the types because there's nine types of the Enneagram. Mm-hmm. But we're also going to ex- oh. explain the Enneagram yeah. in yeah. really few minutes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And then last episode when we talked about twos, I, I was really defensive about not being able to explain the Enneagram in a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. And so what we're trying to think is like, I'm sure there's people listening to this episode that know the Enneagram. They've heard it. Yeah, a couple and people have mentioned And they're ready them. for the three episode. They're mm-hmm. they're like get to the material, ready to hear about threes. But everybody, be sensitive to maybe some people that don't know about the enneagram. We know you're ready, but some people aren't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on for a second. We're just gonna. If you are just now, maybe like for the not for the first time, maybe for the first time hearing about the enneagram, we want to do our best to super quickly, briefly explain what the heck even is the enneagram. Because mm-hmm. maybe you've heard about these different types and you've heard characteristics, and you're like, "Oh, that relates to me," but you maybe don't even know what the enneagram is. It's so, not a personality test. It's not a personality test. But it's the test. quickest way to get someone to try to understand what you're talking about. It That's is. The problem. It is. And but then it's they so walk around for the rest of their life with a misconception. It's related to personality <laughs> because so much of our identity is linked to a lot of these like traits and ways yeah. we like narrate our own story, which shapes our personality. But this is far from personality. It's also not a religion. No, everybody, don't it's worry. People get really don't worried. Worry. That we're, like we're, we're people worry that we're giving them like a a false gospel or something like that. Like we're giving them a new religion. It's no. Not. If anything, it's in whatever religious practice you have or non-religious practice, mm-hmm. this is a tool to self-discovery and to becoming aware. And it's, I think only, it only could enhance whatever practices you already have in your life because it's, this is all about truth telling your own story. Truth telling your own figuring story. Figuring your own self out. Mm-hmm. your path to peace. The Enneagram. It is also not science. It's also I'm not science. It's not that either. It's not like psych, like yeah. it has psychoanalysis or no psychiatry. Uh, but but so we, we said what it isn't, but it has it has some carryover with science. It, it has does. some carryover with psychologists. Religion. They they a lot of them are mm-hmm. into it. It's a 
it's a helpful tool. I'm just gonna keep going with this. It's also what is it not? It's also not astrology, everybody. Don't worry. Do people think it's astrology? Yes. Okay. People see the symbol. Can and we they say see, yeah? It's the symbol is not a hex. Yeah. It's not. <laughs> there is a any hexagon. Of these things. It's it's low stress. I want anybody to know that it's like thinking about the enneagram. It's low. It, it don't worry too much. It's a, it's a good thing. <laughs> it's but a I think what you've thing. been saying, and that's that's a nice little shorthand. What is it? Well, it's going to take a long time to understand if you don't know what it is. But mm-hmm. it's a tool. It's a tool. A tool. That's what it is. It's it's something that you can use. Mm-hmm. And you can picture picking it up in your hand. You can't literally do that. So you're doing it in your mind with yeah. your imagination. Yeah. But you can use it. Last week on our defense mechanisms, we talked about learning your defense mechanisms as being a life hack. Mm-hmm. The Enneagram feels like an extreme version of it. Like, hey, are you trying to grow as a person and understand yourself? This is a great, great tool that mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. super helpful. So are you going to read? Yeah, I'm just going to read. We we talk about our favorite book is The Wisdom of the Enneagram. There's lots of other favorites. There's so many other favorites. But this is like a big giant textbook. So if you really do want the most information, it's not one that you well, just read cover to cover. You reference it. It's a reference book. It's, yeah, it's definitely the way the, it's I've got laid in my hands. It's a big giant very book. referential. Yeah. So I don't even... I'm going to try to read just one of these introductory paragraphs, but then we'll say a little more, I think. Okay. So it says the modern Enneagram of personality types does not come from any single source. Okay, Mm -hmm. everybody. It's not some sort of weird guy out in the desert creating a religion. That's not what this is. Although one person did have a mystic experience and that's a part of its history. Let's all be curious about it. (laughs) Okay. The modern Enneagram of personality types does not come from any single source. It's a hybrid, a modern amalgam from a number of ancient wisdom traditions combined with modern psychology. Okay. Mm -hmm. You're getting a description, everybody. (laughs) Here it is. (laughs) Various, I'm not making this up or trying to trick anybody. Various authors have speculated about its origins and Enneagram enthusiasts have created a good deal of folklore about its history and development, but much of the information being passed around is unfortunately misleading. Many early authors, for example, attributed the entire system to Sufi masters, which Mm -hmm. we now know is not the case, though, according to the wisdom of the Enneagram. I would... But it probably has some sort of origin from Sufi masters. Yeah. Um, So... Or there was some kind of understanding of the Enneagram in a loose sense mm -hmm. by a lot of Sufi mysticism. That's true. Mm-hmm. Facts. Facts. Mostly. The Enneagram, <laughs> I don't know. I think the Enneagram like lives in all things. Okay. Okay. Some big thoughts. Big thoughts. And we, we'll put a placeholder on that. But we'll put let a me placeholder. Just, this is something that I think is really important to know. Because this is, Macy and I in a second are going to say some things we've been learning about the Enneagram lately. Because every time we do an episode, between the last episode and this, we've learned something about the Enneagram because we're on a journey. It is a mm-hmm. journey. That's mm-hmm. another way to say it. A tool and a journey. Tool the journey. Okay, so this says, this is something that I would say is very important that I've realized about the Enneagram and important for everybody to know. The exact origins of the Enneagram symbol have been lost to history. Never mind. I don't even want to read that. What I want to say is, first and foremost, it's a symbol that talks about nine types, and the symbol works uh, in concert with each other. The symbol is the important thing. The symbol is so beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful, and it, and it works, and then... And then to help humans make sense of it, we put nine numbers around the symbol. Mm -hmm. So those numbers aren't even necessarily part of it. It's the symbol that's important. Mm -hmm. And then for us to make sense of it, we added names. So there's the one through nine are the nine archetypes. And then we're like, well, I don't even know what that number means. 
well, let's add a let's add a name. It's the improver or the reformer or the helper or the achiever. But that's not even really truly part of what the enneagram is. It's a way to help us understand. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. How is that? I we mean, some I things think that it's not. Some things that some it's things not. That it is. <laughs> I think if you're out there, the enneagram is like a tool to understand yourself. And I think someone once said it in a podcast I was listening to, it's like a personal like roadmap to yourself. It's like this, this tool to get across the river. Like, do you want to get across the river to under like better to awareness, to being Mm -hmm. present, to being yourself, to not being wrapped up in our ego fixations. There's so much of who we are that is just shaped by our defenses and what we've did when we were really young into like probably our teens, we created all these schemas and retold ourselves these stories. And the Enneagram is like a super helpful tool to unpacking that and giving you language and giving you community and people to unpack that with you. So Man, we love the Enneagram. You always bring the heat. <laughs> that's better said than I was just stumbling around <laughs> and just trying to say some things that's not. And you really said the right thing. <laughs> I think it's, I mean, it's good to have both. Yeah. Apophatic. The stumbling and, and then the right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Scott, the weird Scott thought, and then the good Macy thought. <laughs> um, okay. So this is our intro. Yeah. Just so to say for the intro, it's also like a table of contents. So yeah. Oh yeah. Just to, so you know what you're about to get. Stick around Stick because around. what you're about to get is you're going to get some reflections on what Macy and I have learned about the Enneagram between yeah. our last episode and now. And kind of like a check-in of check-in. what it's been like. Enneagram check-in. Because the Enneagram, I'm learning about it, but we're also trying to do the work of the Enneagram, mm-hmm. which th- it's not just about knowing the Enneagram. It's about putting it into practice, which is harder. And all these other things, <laughs> all these other things that uh, that we've been talking about tie into all this. Everything like defense is mechanisms defense and sleep. Mechanisms is- all of it coming in hot yeah so then and then we have phil lewis with us tonight we've got him boop, and we boop, are boop. really excited about that and he's here <laughs> sitting at the table with some tea yeah and he's also walking around the room <laughs> yeah so we're, he's phil i don't know if i said this is a three so we'll hear from an actual three enneagram threes we love them Yes, yes, yes. And then, and we're inspired by them. Oh my gosh. I tried to live into threeness this yeah. week and it was exhausting. Because I am also not action minded. I'm not action oriented. Hmm. And then we're going to read listener comments with Phil. Oh yeah. So we'll yeah. talk about the three. We'll talk to Phil about Phil's experience as a three. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, we've got some good comments from y'all out there. Thanks for, we did. We really thank did. you so much for engaging with us. It's so helpful yes. to hear from you all. So, so helpful. So okay. stick around. That's all coming up. Coming up next, we're going to talk about what we've been learning. It's stick coming. Around. Here it comes. We're back here to talk about the Enneagram and what we've learned so far. Scott, yep. do you want to be the first one? I was being distracted just because I'm trying to record a video for our stories. I'm, I'm trying to use stories more. Instagram so stories. You might see what I just recorded on our story. <laughs> uh, I'm getting dis- distracted. <laughs> so yeah, right now we're going to give a little talk, a little update for you all on what we've been learning. So what we've been I think learning. I think the intention is... 
you're going to see that it's not like we learned our number and then we're done and then we walk around. Every 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 day we learn something new about mm-hmm. our number and we're trying and then we try to do something about it. Yeah. You know, it's we really, really hard. are trying to do something like, about it. So it's each of really, us really, really hard. Has like a, a preoccupation. A preoccupation. Are you saying like our fixation mm-hmm. almost? Our fixation. Mm-hmm. And, and to is this actually you sharing give your thing? that up. No, but okay. I'm just saying like, <laughs> I'm just saying what I think we're learning is to give up that fixation almost seems impossible. It, it takes so much work. It does. It, it's like every single day I have to consciously let it go. So what is your fixation? Suffering. Suffering. <laughs> you have to give up suffering. It sounds well, Do you want to say ridiculous. a little bit about what that means to you? Yeah, I like guess. How- and this is kind of probably what I was going to talk okay, about. Okay, great. Because so, it is so interesting. Segue. It is very interesting. I think and I can <laughs> see it, although I don't relate to it, but I see it. I see, see how... We've mentioned that in the past. I see how important it is to you. Suffering. You're suffering. Yeah, so if you don't know what the four is, a four is a part of who they are and their identity is kind of like a need to be almost wounded or like something's wrong. There's always everything feels like there's a sense of something's missing and like not anything's complete. And so with that, there's this like almost need to not be happy because being happy or being fulfilled or all those things would be fake. It wouldn't be real. That's not what life is. But also, isn't it? Isn't it part of your fear that it would make you? Like it would a make normal me person. It would make me a normie if yeah. I'm not a t- if I'm not like <laughs> emotionally swayed by things. If I'm not like, I don't know. There's something attached, yeah, to being wrecked by things. And also, what I'm under discovering more and more is how much I have. It's this really messed up thing where it's like fours need to be needed as this like, oh, they're tragic. Mm -hmm. And it's how they like think they're worthwhile Mm -hmm. is by being tragic. It doesn't actually make sense. But it the more I like kind of am honest with my past and honest with what I'm preoccupied with, I can get really wrapped up in my own suffering and thinking that that's actually necessary to be me. Mm -hmm. And so I have, I'm like doing the work of trying to let go of that. And it's, it's really interesting. And I guess so that I can share a bit about what that means for me is like, we were listening to, I was listening to this one podcast. uh, Was it, do you know the one I'm talking about where the guy got called out? Basically it was a four, a four gets called out for not, like taking care of himself oh. and like self-sabotaging. Hmm. And he's just like talking. Oh. I, think it I don't was, think he got think called out Morgan on the Cron. actual episode. He's, he's talking about how he got called out, right? Maybe. Yeah. I It's Ian Morgan Cron, which and is he's, This guy's a musician. He's talking about like, mm-hmm. you know, I would be sad, but I realized later it's because I ate 10 pizzas. Right. And didn't sleep well. And know? I think yeah. I, as a four or whatever, I ten have... 10 slices of pizza. 10 slices of pizza. <laughs> we have a tendency not to not take care of ourselves, mm-hmm. to not do like everyday normal things. Because even like, that's kind of cheesy to you. It's cheesy to me. <laughs> it's ridiculous to me for like to have three solid meals a day and think about it and to be like someone who cares about your health and to get eight hours of sleep and do those things. I'm like, that's so mundane. It's so fake. It's so ordinary. And it's so frustrating because that's, but then you become good. like your own worst enemy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 
it becomes this really weird self-sabotaging cycle where it's it's not cool to be like good doing well Mm -hmm. and that's very that's not I'm over that I think I'm trying to be over that I'm not actually over it but oh I don't think you ever will I think that's the point I know I know I was having a discussion tonight you never get out of it yeah but I'm trying to become more awake to my uh, like it's like a need yeah I'm attached to my suffering who I am is attached to that and so I've been shifting my habits and actually doing things like running in the morning. Check out our Instagram. Macy's giving sleep. sleep updates, everybody. I've been <laughs> trying to do the things that would make me well. And like, and it's kind of working. It's and somewhat <laughs> working. And I'm like, oh, because it's not, it's not easy. And it's not hard in the sense that doing these habits and creating them is a lot of work. It's more having to like put on my like, okay, today, like I'm, I'm doing the things, these mm-hmm. random mundane things that I, I don't find immediate value in. Mm. It doesn't seem like doesn't it actually natural. is important. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been a huge freaking growth point. Macy doesn't like it when I tell her I'm proud. <sighs> so I say I'm impressed. Yeah. So let's all collectively say we're impressed. I, I, I know you don't like it, but it is, it's, it, you're, you're really, you're way, you're doing so much more than I was doing at your age. It's crazy. Yeah, but I don't know. Again, another interesting thing that I've been growing with the Enneagram is this just kind of radical truth telling about yourself and being just as honest as you can with yourself, which that has been its own journey with it. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. I guess that's my update, what I've been learning. You really went introspective. Sometimes we I say know, what know. we're learning about the Enneagram, but that was, that was, uh, that was a good, that was better. <laughs> that was more real. Yeah, I think, well, and that's the. Mine's not as personal introspective, well, which I now I'm feeling fine. guilty. Oh, don't. I think the thing about the Enneagram <laughs> is, and what I was mentioning earlier is it's really about the work. So you learn about your type, but then because you learn about your type, you now have a language to see yourself and. Spend a day trying to not be obsessed with. Uh, being, experiencing pain. Yeah. And see how that feels. Hmm. And then you'll know what it feels like to do Enneagram work. We're talking about fours. But yeah. Yeah. Other people <laughs> are like, I don't, I don't I think don't. about pain. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I don't think about suffering. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> that's not hard. <laughs> Kate, Katie, the two is like, I don't think about that. I don't that. think about that. <laughs> and before doing like the w- more work of the Enneagram and understanding my number, I wouldn't have had the language to say that I'm attached to my suffering, but it's helped me to see the mm. patterns and habits and fixations of where my brain is going. And I can f- catch myself wanting and having a tendency to do these things oh, to like man. go and lick my wounds. That's a very for Ooh. me. And I'm, Ooh. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to integrate out of it, <laughs> <laughs> but also hold myself with a lot of love. It's so complex. It's really hard to hold yourself both with, radical honesty and say, this is, this is my ego fixation. This is who I am, but also really love the essence inside of you and who you are. That's, yeah. I just want to read this for fun. You sent me something from hell. <laughs> this was Helen, right? Uh, I don't know. Holy ideas or is this uh, uh, sacred? It could be sacred. Okay. Yeah. So there's Macy sent me a picture of a thought from, it could be the sacred in your room. Here comes a thought. There's a section called holy ideas for the types. And so this was for, Take the restlessness of people dominant in type four, always longing to discover their intriguing exceptionalism. 
when the delusions of their ego are confronted by their true self, true self, they rest in the gift of their purpose for being. Centered forests know that they were created for a reason, that God is their source, and that being inseparable from the source displays the reality of their holy origin. Wow. So good. I think that's the thing about fours is thinking they're special. I don't, I don't want people to not think they're special. Everybody's so important. <laughs> Everybody's so important, so unique. Yeah. But the, the lesson for fours is that everyone's special. Everyone's special, everyone's not just unique, you. Not just the four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the hard thing. Yeah, we're fixated. But on sometimes it. when we're talking about four, sometimes I think sometimes we we're, there's this underlying message it seems that's coming across that's like no one's special. Hmm. We're all just bland. It's like no, no, no. Everybody's no, no. It's that the fours think that they need to be more special. More special. It's weird. Yeah. Can I just say this one thing? I <laughs> oh no, the <laughs> habit. Um, you have my permission I, to say something. <laughs> I just want to say, I'm not a. F- I want to just put this out. Fours aren't like overtly depressed to be around and suffering to be around. I think that there's a misconception and I think this could almost prove it. I'm "I'm attached to my suffering. You're fun to be around. (laughs) Yeah. They're not like terribly sad and lonesome and like always in a corner and crying, which I think is like the meme of a four, but fours can be, it's in the pleasant. background. It's, it's happening in the background. In the background. Yeah. Yeah. So but I just want to put that out there. Yeah. And I'm not like constantly, truly suffering, suffering. Well, but if it's you've like listened this. to this podcast, you're here. <laughs> you're, you're talking. It's you true. got some energy. <laughs> you're not depressed. <laughs> yeah. So um, putting that out there. You did it. <laughs> you did. It's a good, it's a good thing for people to know. And there's a difference between being a four and then like being clinically depressed. Any yeah. number, any number can be depressed. Any number can yeah. be depressed. And then, and each depression will manifest, I think differently often through a numbers type. Mm-hmm. Interesting. My, my, mine isn't as introspective this week, but I, I have no That's problem. That's great. Well, it's, it'll be mm-hmm. more probably open for other people to. Okay. So hear. we have one introspection. Yeah. So if you're a four, one, you got this nice juicy nice four bit. Four. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is just another conviction about how we use it. Oh, I'm here Last for that. Last time we talked about typing people. I know. And then we typed people on our Instagram. Well. Uh, Pop culture people. Oprah, Drake, okay. Taylor uh, Swift. Okay. Uh, that, that, <laughs> that's threes. okay. I think we're doing it playfully. <laughs> if you're a person that's like typing people aggressively and angrily and you mean it and you're. Yeah. Like if somebody came up to me and said, actually, Oprah's not a three. I'd be like, okay, we're just doing that for fun on our Instagram. That. I'm I would not like, them. she is a three. <laughs> okay, well, maybe that's you still need some growth. <laughs> I would fight them. She is a I'm three. I'm just kidding, yeah. but she also is. Okay, well, that's a very obvious one, but maybe somebody could argue that like yeah, Aziz Ansari isn't a three. Hmm. That that to me is debatable. Oh, no, but Tom Haverford, the character. Oh, yes. <laughs> He's a three. He's a three. <laughs> yeah, a, a very meme three. A very not, meme yeah, three. No, not like. Oprah's a real three. Yeah. Uh, okay, okay. Sorry. So, so I guess my it. thing about the Enneagram is, um, oh, this is what I've just more convicted about than ever. Just as I've talked to people, don't just don't, don't do a test. I think tests are done. I think tests, tests are out. I agree. <laughs> I was with people recently and they all took the test and I was sitting there and I was just like, this is so inadequate. Mm-hmm. And I eventually was like, let me just explain it's all the types. Yeah. Please let me sit down because it it's so hard to see your type without knowing the other types. Mm-hmm. I think. And then and then um, uh, it's a, it feels gimmicky. Mm-hmm. It, it it's not as intimate. Mm-mm. It takes away a lot of the processing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, 
I don't know. It, to a certain extent, what I've noticed is if you if if somehow if somehow you could start with more of a deeper understanding of the enneagram, like read the types in yeah. some sort of book, then you're on a good journey. But to a certain extent, a test starts you behind. Now we have to do this extra work to catch you up to where mm. just a normal a normal person, an everyday person would start. If you just yeah. started reading and learning about the Enneagram, you'd learn, but a test sets you back. Now we have to like now we have to correct all the things the test did, which was say, it's easy, you made it through this test, you just answered these few questions, now you know your type. And it's like it's not that easy. Yeah, because it's I think half the work is really trying to discern what type you are. This is what thought just came to me. Being thoughtful about your own experiences. Go for it. What's your thought? Well, I was just going to say, since uh, like we have Phil here, he's sitting at the table, Macy, we're all in youth ministry. And there's, there's a way of like presenting the Christian message, which is like a camp or a, mm-hmm. a retreat or mm-hmm. a summer camp or a young life camp. Good things. Good things. And I'm, I don't know what I'm about to say. So let me, <laughs> let me take it back if it's not good. But I, but I, but I think those were started because we needed a, a way in. We needed a way to present the message that sounded appealing. So I'm not, I love Young Life. I love Young Life. But I'm saying, let's just talk about going to a Young Life camp. Christianity is so rich and nuanced and deep. And the Bible is one of the most complicated books out there. And it's like, we're going to present this gospel message. And now you're Christians. You did it. <laughs> Crazy. And then a lot of people could walk away being like, I'm a Christian. I went to Young Life camp. Oh yeah, I know I'm a Christian. It's like, hmm. okay, I'm, anybody can be a Christian. I'm not going to discredit you if you if you say you're a Christian. Right. Do you have you read the Old Testament? Do you know how Christianity is tied to the Jewish tradition? Do you know anything about how Jesus uh, do you, I mean, do you know about what Christianity is? Yeah. Or do you just go to a young life camp? Young life camp is great. I mean, it's an evangelical model. And and we use the test for Enneagram in a similar way like hmm. nobody's interested. How do we get people interested? Oh, take, take this, this test. test. Oh, a test. Ooh, you know, yeah. I'm a five. And then it's like this fun, like party trick. Oh, I took a test one sad. time. I said, I'm a five. Like, uh, what do you know about fives? I, I think they're thinkers. I'm a thinker. I'm like, mm, well, it's more than that. Well, I, are you, are you selfish? <laughs> <laughs> are you always planning ahead? <laughs> yeah. uh, are you yeah. scared of everything? <laughs> yeah. No, I just like thinking. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Well, that's what I've been learning. I just think for a while I was like, go, t- go ahead and take the test. And now I think if I was, if I was really serious about talking to somebody about the Enneagram, I would say, I would say if you're, if you're ready to take the journey, here's a book or here's a website. Yeah. Um, spend some time. Take all the time. If you don't want to sit down and read all the types in a in a in a sitting, mm-hmm. take a month. Yeah. Read a type a, a week. I don't mm-hmm. know. Just mm-hmm. take the time. Listen to one podcast yeah. a month on the Enneagram. Yeah. I'm trying to be sensitive <laughs> to other types because if somebody's like study the Enneagram, I'm like, yeah. well, here I go. I'm disappearing for three days and studying the Enneagram, hmm. you know, but other yeah, people true. <laughs> won't do that. So we would suggest, I mean, we have suggestions for things. If you're books, in, books, uh, and <laughs> check out our website, no small thing, podcast.com. Mm, a nice little there's, three promo. There's there. an, uh, a, a little link to a blog to Enneagram resources with just little descriptions of which books you could check out or podcast episodes. There's a podcast episode, the liturgist that does all the types, which is a, relatively comprehensive way to understanding it. Um, so check it out. Wow. Well, Macy pretty much runs our website. So I didn't even know we had that. That's really (laughs) nice. (laughs) 
Cool, everybody. Check it out. Cool. <laughs> I'll check it out tonight. <laughs> um, yeah. So there is our update. I think update. mostly do this to show that we're on the journey. We are on the journey. Yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and I hope every time you hear a, an Enneagram episode, you hear some, <laughs> some, some new reflections, some fresh reflections. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe next They're time coming. we'll reverse. I'll try to do a five reflection. Yeah, I think I'm extra introspective because of the holidays. Went home, yeah. saw the fam. That's mm-hmm. that's a whole new Enneagram. That's thing. that's a that'd uncovering. Be a, that'd be a good episode. <laughs> that would be an interesting episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> holiday okay. Macy's holiday reflections. <laughs> <laughs> All right. When we come back, we will. We're going to have Phil. We're going to introduce Phil and then we're introduce the Enneagram threes. We're going to get to it. Bam. Bam. Do I- <laughs> when we come back that's what we're talking about Okay, everybody, we're back, and we have Phil in the building. Hey, what's up? <laughs> there he is. And he's already been in the building, but now he has a microphone. Yes. He's got it in front of him. <laughs> so we're going to read some three stuff, but before that, I feel, I feel like you should uh, say a little bit about um, who you are, what you do. You have a yes. title. <laughs> we don't want to get wrong. Yes. So <laughs> I, I have the joy of being um, the student director at Quest. Um, and loving high school and middle school students. Um, Mm -hmm. And then on the side, I work at REI. Um, Shameless plug. So it's a lot of fun. um, REI. Loving, right? Quest Quest is a church in Seattle. Yep. Yeah. Just in case you're listening Mm -hmm. in Nashville or something. Yes. (laughs) Shout out to Quest. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Love y'all. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, so um, we're a multi-ethnic, multi-generational church in in Seattle, specifically in Ballard. Um, Just loving Jesus and loving people. It's a really cool church, and there's a, cool church. a really interesting history to them and their building that I won't go into detail with here, but man, it's it's a we could do a whole episode on that. <laughs> uh, it's, I mean, it's incredible. Like, yeah. God, it just it just points to just all things are being reconciled. All like, things. Just, what a great way to sum <laughs> it all up. <laughs> a lot of drama and, and things over a 20 year span. Yeah. All things are being Let's reconciled. Let's sum it up by saying all things are being reconciled. Mm. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, we live in Seattle and uh, Quest is a, is a really true, beautiful church. And, and, and in, in many ways, I would imagine one of the most ethnically diverse churches, one of the most, I'm not saying mm-hmm. it, I, who knows if it actually is, but um, they were, they were, they started as this little church, I think it's right, called the Q Cafe. Yeah. And mm-hmm. they oh, were yeah. connected to this other church and then they merged and then mm-hmm. they have this big building. But I, I used to go to the Q Cafe. Oh, you and did? And I thought it was so cool. And they no had a little way. stage and I would hang out there because it was literally probably three blocks from my house. Mm, yeah. Um, and now it's Quest, which is a kind of Big a bigger church. church in Ballard, right in mm-hmm. the center of Ballard, which is a city or a neighborhood here in Seattle. Mm-hmm. It's just weird to say like yeah. Ballard's a neighborhood. It's a Seattle. neighborhood. It feel like a neighborhood. I know. It's just... it's, it feels like another city. Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. So Phil's here and we're going to start talking about threes. And, and now we want, we want 
Phil's a, Phil, you, you're a three? I am a three. <laughs> he is a three. Uh, He's not just a random it. person. He's right. a three. Name and claiming it. Right. <laughs> so good. Uh, we're going to really hand it to Phil in a second, but we really want to read a description of three. We typically read from the Wisdom of the Enneagram, but Macy's yeah. tonight going to read from the Sacred Enneagram, which actually Phil really likes this book, so that's Love appropriate. Yeah. yeah, so this is written by Chris Hewart, who is just, he has a way with words okay. in describing the Enneagram that's really cool and unique. Um and he studied, he studied a lot of cool people. So we Here love Chrissy words. So here's his description of the threes. And then we're going to get Phil's response. Mm. Yeah. Which he's Phil's probably response. read this, but now we're going to get the real time response. <laughs> <laughs> I've got Go a star along. next to this paragraph. Yeah. At a fundamental level, threes reflect truth and integrity because in their essence, they know they are truly loved. But threes live out of the pain of the disconnect from their own hearts constantly questioning the fragile line between being loved and being recognized or affirmed as the symbol of love they are desperate for. Mm. Wow. That's Jeez, it. That's yeah. It. I mean, that's I could it. read more, but that's, that's a nice short one though. Yeah. Right? That's uh, how, how, what, what are your, what do you think of that? it's so deep, so it's, quick. Yeah. Right? It really cuts to the chase. Yeah. I mean, I'm just, I think that that phrase right there continually convicts me mm. hmm. um, because I think, uh, when as a three, you you were sitting always in this tension of, um, I need this affirmation, but at the same time, like I know my affirmation, and and like you're just teeter, like you're on a, mm. a teeter totter kind of, mm. and like mm. you're just sitting in this space of like I know my affirmation, I know my worth, and I know who I am, but then like I need people to remind me, and I mm. need I need these words of affirmation and like these words of belonging, and so then like you're kind of just sitting at this place and kind of like going through life, like you guys were saying, on a journey, yes. like figuring out how do I walk this tension in a healthy way. Yeah. And it seems, just talking to you, like uh, it, maybe maybe Christianity for many people gives people the language or a lens at least mm-hmm. initially to even start with introspection. Mm-hmm. Right. Because mm-hmm. you're, not, you're not saying, oh, I'm perfect. Like mm-hmm. Christians say, oh, there's something wrong. <laughs> you know, yeah. we all have something. It's a part of yeah. the... The faith practice. Yeah, I mean that's a big thing though. Like I think just the the part of saying that like wherever you're at in that journey, um, mm-hmm. Christian or non-Christian, that like I think we all have our flaws, and like yeah. just kind of like just sitting at that point and being like, um, I'm gonna name that, and I'm gonna know that I'm not perfect, but um, I'm just on a journey, hmm. like, and, I, and I'm committed to being on that journey. Hmm. Um, it's kind of like where. I know it's it's a good place to start. It's yeah, a hard no, place it to is. Start. It's, it's a, a hard, hard place, place to start. Place to start. Yeah. Threes are said to be the achievers or the mm. performers. Yes. And they are they have a need to succeed, a need to to be the best they can be at all times. Yep. They, yep, how does that feel? No, <laughs> Phil owns it. Phil yep. owns yep. it. I mean, you're always like in the back of your mind, I think as a three, you're always like, How can I how can I one up this? Or like, mm. wow, how can I like how can I do this or like that? Or like how can I be seen in this way? And you're like, it's kinda like this like algorithms going on in your head wow. and you're trying to figure out like if I do X, Y, and Z <laughs> so like and you're doing the math in your brain you're wow. like Z and yeah. like no one sees the algorithm they just see Z but in your heart you know like um, th- there's something back here. <laughs> you know, it like, took a lot to yeah, get to this place, right, but I knew I would get there. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is what like, I love about talking to these numbers. They, they say it in a way that is so true and yet I haven't heard it said that way yet. Yeah. That confirms everything we've been reading. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You know. Like, okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. yeah <laughs> the I mean, algorithm. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, threes that 
Threes are considered one of the most like active numbers too. I think action oriented. Everything I was reading about threes is like go 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 getters. Definitely. Like mm-hmm. I mean, it's like even from like we we're talking. I think we we're talking about is like when we relax, or like when I'm reading a book. Like in the back of my mind is like I can't read. Some of the reason why I can't read fiction is because I need to know what this, how this is gonna apply. Right. Mm. Like how am I gonna right. get? Like what does this mean? Like I can't just mm. read something like fairy tale. I need to. Mm-hmm. I need like the meat. Hmm. And then I need to go and cook this meat now and, and apply <laughs> it. <laughs> That's, meat so good. That's so good. So that is so interesting. Yeah. yeah. I don't have the same relationship with threes as I have with twos in the sense of really, truly just not getting twos. <laughs> but like, I'm not three-like. Mm-hmm. I think I'm mostly, for me personally, I don't necessarily, I love twos. I'm not trying necessarily to be at this stage more too. Like maybe that's a real <laughs> true path integration. That would be a really yeah, good path integration. Yeah. I, but I really am trying, I'm really so inspired by threes because I have a similar sense of like reading for information and, and, and then, but then no sense of doing. There's just very <laughs> little sense of doing. And I think that's what the reading do. was the doing. Mm-hmm. The reading was the doing. Yeah, now I have this true. information. I sit there. Mm-hmm. And if somebody wants to come talk to me about it, that might be some doing. <laughs> I talk to someone about it, <laughs> which is what this podcast is. Kind of. I know we're doing, we're like, we're yeah. doing it. Now, what did we do after that? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> but threes are like, I did this, I did this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing gets you in trouble. What do you mean by that? I mean, like you can, I think as a three, you do so much that you forget to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of like the the aspect that I, I think I get as a three I get in trouble a lot. It's just mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I'm always so so. What's the next thing? Let's do this thing. Let's mm-hmm. do this thing. And then like recently, I remember I had this conversation with and my wife, mm-hmm. and I was sitting on the couch and I was like literally like I feel like I was in the dark night of the soul wow. because I was sitting and I wasn't doing anything. I was like watching Netflix and I was like, oh, I feel so like. I feel terrible for doing this, but Whoa. I think just the having that affirmation like in my heart of like it's okay to it's okay to be. Yes. It's okay to it's okay not to do especially and, like, for you. To produce. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think that's the It's like the hardest words for you to hear, yeah. but what you need to hear. Mm-hmm. Cause then like mm-hmm. when you hear it, you're like, Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, yeah. But then <laughs> like when you like when you try to apply it, it's just mm-hmm. one of the hardest things. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that just shows how different we are. It does. I'll sit all day and watch something. And <laughs> yeah. no guilt. Oh yeah, I will too. With very, very little guilt. And yeah. I'll be like, oh, maybe I maybe I should. Maybe people would think I should. Right. <laughs> and maybe I'll only do something because people think I should. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not. That's wow. so interesting. Well, and it is so it is so refreshing to to to, to at least hear it. it seems like you're so familiar mm-hmm. with this element of a three. Mm. You know, this like I mean, I think I well, I do want to read something because it's so phrased phrased so well later, but um, it has something to do with a lot of what you're talking about, just like having a hard time sitting. But even you were saying we hung out with Phil a little bit before the episode tonight. You were saying that the that that Macy and I were posting about our youth group doing a lot more sitting and reflecting and sitting in silence and how that mm. appealed to you. Yeah, I'm sure that was like for your threeness. I was like, wow, it's so sitting. counter yeah. to your yeah. thinking. It's just so it's like you. You hate it, like you don't like it as a three, but you love it because mm-hmm. you know that's you know what you need. You need. Yeah. Like, mm. Oh yeah! Wow, it, it was just good. Yeah. That's so interesting. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. So I post. We posted on our Instagram. You know, share comments, all these different things, and my sister 
instead of commenting and telling us about her type, said, call me and told me. Yeah, she was, broke the rules. <laughs> she didn't break the rules. So, we also want some traffic on our Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> so she called me and she was telling me these things. And one thing that she said that I wrote down uh, on my whiteboard is, when is enough going to be enough? Mm. Of this just doing, this question of like, when is it going to be enough that I've done enough things, mm-hmm. been enough places, you know, reached enough? And it's, it's that's that that hard question for a three is to decide that there doesn't ever like where you are right now is enough. You are already that it Mm -hmm. doesn't, you don't have to do anything to be enough. Yes. Oh, it's so that's true. (laughs) (laughs) Who you are. Cause that's, I mean, that's the childhood wound of the three too, is that they're hearing these messages that Mm -hmm. you have They're the message that they keep telling themselves is, I'm worthwhile if I'm getting positive strokes, if mm-hmm. I'm achieving something, if I have something tangible. That that's where their worth and value mm-hmm. lies. But it's right. that's not that's their false mm-hmm. worth and value. Mm-hmm. Who they are already is so valuable. Yeah, it seems like so Christianity valuable. has obviously a good message for everybody, but especially huh, I don't know why I say especially, but a three would be you're already accepted. Yeah. Right? Without mm-hmm. anything, you know. Yeah. So yeah. Threes need the gospel. Yeah, they need the gospel. <laughs> oh, we need the gospel yes. Wow. Yeah. Oh, oh boy. Like grace. This is what I was seeing on the board. I forgot about this. Is this the threes, I, twos, and one? Or uh, um, more concerned about seeming rather than being. Yeah. Well, that's great, for twos, oh, threes, and fours. Those they the said in the heart, heart triad. triad. Mm-hmm. So, well, if so, you relate to that too. I deeply relate to that. Rather than mm-hmm. being. Mm-hmm. Should we yeah. explain the triads at all? Mm, no, 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 okay. I'd love to, but like we really, well, well, actually that sounds bad. I, I don't like that vibe of like me telling you no. Well, I I'm will, I'll just say this. I think one <laughs> thing to know about the type three that is really interesting is that they sit in the center of, so there's different, there's three oh, different triads of the Enneagram. I thought you were talking about instinctual variants. Oh the gosh. triads would probably be good. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. Instinctual variants would be a big, um, big undertaking. Support. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's three different triads on the Enneagram and the twos, the threes, and the fours sit at the heart or, or the feeling center, basically. Mm-hmm. And so twos are super connected to other people around them and the f- emotions of other people. Fours are deeply emotionally connected to themselves. They're most like probably in tune with their own selves, but to their detriment almost. They're really inward. And threes are kind of swimming in the emotional hole. And they say that threes are the most uh, like emotionally almost dry, I think is the Mm -hmm. word that a lot of people say, or like disconnected Mm -hmm. from their emotions because so much of who the three is, it's it's lost in this, all these emotions. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I resonate with that because I think Mm -hmm. a lot of my journey was I did a lot of external work, but I think threes forget the internal work. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then, like, in that space, like, when people are like, how's your soul? Like, obviously, your first response is going to be good. Yeah. Because everything around you, like, externally, like, it seems presented as good. Mm. And then when you look, like, when you get alone and look at that, uh, your soul, you're like, wow. Like, and mm. you don't know what to do with it. Mm. Like, you almost, like, you're kind of paralyzed by, like, by soul work in the beginning. Mm. Because paralyzed you don't know where by to soul start. work. Like yeah. as a three, you're just, you've been so conditioned to focus on the external that Gosh. the internal seems like there's this desert place of like, um, ambiguity and, mm-hmm. and just, um, mystery. So I don't know. A 23 year so old, you guys are both, I'm like fifth, more than 15 year old, year old, years old, older than both of you. That's crazy. 
I would have never been able to say <laughs> something like that at 23. You know? That's, that's really self-aware. Yeah, know? it is. And it's, it's, it's interesting to think Macy and I were talking about, and this isn't something that we've read in these books that we have. It was mm-hmm. sort of like spouting off some thoughts. <laughs> so, but it's this idea that like, if you don't address this and this is this, we have heard a lot of Enneagram teachers talk about this, that, if you don't learn about this at an earlier time, mm-hmm. as you guys are sort of at this stage, you're going to get hit in the face with it by the time yeah, you're out. Yeah, life will hand it to you. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it's going to get so bad, you'll Facts. have to confront it. Um, and so we were saying, like, these wounds that we have mm-hmm. will follow us and catch up to us. and uh, Perceived wounds. Perceived right. wounds. Yeah. Yeah, and if we don't do the work... Uh, it gets worse. It gets worse. Mm-hmm. And it gets worse. It, we just continue to, so, so much of who we are is these narrating these stories and retelling stories in the same way. Mm-hmm. And if you can catch yourself in that, then you stop doing that as much. Yeah. So, I mean, I do feel lucky to have the Enneagram at such a young age. Right? There's, <laughs> like, just, there's just like, you have these tools and like, well, yeah. gosh, we'll go to the house. Here I go. You're, yeah. you're as the achiever of like, okay, well, I'm going to achieve the Enneagram. Yeah. But, but I feel like that's one of the things is it, it seems like an older three, it would be particularly hard to reach because I imagine mm-hmm. a 60 year old three. They've has reached so much actual success, success mm-hmm. like in the world. And, mm-hmm. and maybe they're not, they're not having the healthiest relationships, but at the end of the day, they have this, sense of success and like, well, who are you to say, I, look what I've done. And it's mm. like, right. how can we get to this person? I remember yeah. I was reading a, I was reading a book when I was learning about the Enneagram and it talked about how like older threes are like the, the guy that you meet, the older guy that you meet at a, at a party and he's telling you about the things he did a long time ago hmm. and he's not willing to let it go. Oh, wow. yes. like, and wow. he's like that he's like the person that comes to high school. I was the captain oh. of the football team. Yeah. That's, like, that's a like, harsh like, image, right. but probably true. Oh, I, like, I was like, yo, <laughs> I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was, it just hits you in the face because uh, you're like, oh, sma- like holy, yeah. holy smokes. Like, there like, it is. <laughs> yeah, like there it is. Like, and you're like, wow. Gotta I, watch out. Right. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to be that person. <laughs> <laughs> That's really interesting. Gosh. Yeah. And and what and was what we were saying and this is this is where like so I'm a five wing four so Macy and I talk about f- funny side note. And I don't know if we've ever mentioned that on the podcast. Hmm. There was a long season where Macy was very skeptical about me <laughs> having any connection to four. I was <laughs> yeah. so skeptical because I didn't want anyone else to have it. Impeding on your turf. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean I I have a very strong four wing, very very little connection to six. But um, that two, three, four sort of investment in an image is something mm. that I don't relate to. I can relate to in a small way, but not at my core. Reinvested. Mm. My core is fear and running. <laughs> That's my yeah, core. yeah. Uh, That's but cool. yeah, that. That's really interesting. It's, I guess I'm directing that to both of you. It seems, <laughs> yeah. it seems that's its own version of stress. Every number has its own version of stress. It's like the image. Yeah. 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 I mean, like, I think that's why social media is so dangerous for a three. Hmm. Um, because a lot of times you're just, you're always thinking about how you're being perceived. Mm-hmm. Like you can, like, for, I know for me personally, like it was hard when I first got into social media because mm-hmm. it's always like, Oh, was this good? Was this picture good enough? Did it make me be perceived as this way? Hmm. And then I think like a lot of that work is like sometimes even like removing yourself from social media and doing regular fast of just saying, hey, you know what? Social media doesn't matter. Like, wow. 
it's about what's going on around me. Yeah. Like okay. in, in, inside. I want to try to say a big thought in a very short time. Good luck. Short. Yeah. Here I go. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Blessings. Here comes a, uh, we, we have, we have, that's the thing about the numbers. We have these blind spots or these preoccupations mm. that aren't necessarily good for us, mm. but they can be. They can serve us. Oh yeah. So, so like for me, a five would be this constant preoccupation of being alone Mm -hmm. and consuming information. Mm -hmm. And it's like, where's it going? We don't know. It's just, it's just sitting there. Mm -hmm. I'm going to sit and then sit and sit. It's almost like Rip Van Winkle. I mean, I have a long beard. Yeah, But if you ask you you a question, you're sometimes like an encyclopedia. Mm -hmm. So that's the thing. It's like (laughs) after a while, it's uh, that, that I, I will always be a person that is like learning a lot of information. Right. A three, Phil, that that can be something when social media. It's like okay, we're at, we're we're going to be paying a lot of attention to how this comes across. The other side of it is like now I'm actually really inspired by Phil's social media presence. <laughs> I'm like, man, those are really good pictures, and he's actually doing a really good job. <laughs> and it's like, and I don't we don't want to indulge in that too much because right. obviously it's good for you to take a fast or whatever you're saying. Like those are right. good practices. Mm-hmm. However, that attention that you're paying to. It works. It works. Right. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and that was the thing about having Birdie and Emily here. There are some of the folks that we interviewed and Birdie has a very successful Instagram campaign and Emily, his wife mm-hmm. has come alongside that as a three. He's a seven. Mm-hmm. Very, oh, it's a very talented dynamic. photographer. Oh and gosh. she's come in and sort of organized all of his talent. I hope I'm saying this right, Birdie and Emily, if you listen to this and said, so we're going to put that to work and we're going to make a business out of this and we're going to get it going. And it's like they saw the potential fire. and right. like brought it to life. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's I mean, threes really can see potential and bring things to life. They put mm-hmm. things into action. It's fun. It's fun. <laughs> it's fun. Yeah, that's, I can tell you, it's that's fun. good. That's so yeah. cool. Yeah, does that resonate with you? Do you feel like you can come alongside of a project and get it going? And I mean, I think that's the that's the fun part for like um, I think in the beginning. I think to step back. I think in the beginning it's hard for a three mm-hmm. because a three wants to be always seen as like the person that, that did this. Mm-hmm. But I think like as you become more centered and like healthy, I think that's the fun part about it is like standing behind the scenes and watching people do their thing mm-hmm. and just like equipping and empowering and saying, Oh my gosh, like this person got, this person did this, this person did this. Mm-hmm. And like to be on a committee is like really fun mm-hmm. because like mm-hmm. it's working together now to, yeah. to see that like, that image that you had and other people had come to fruition. Wow. Yeah. That was something that Helen Palmer was really going in you on. You know, about threes. That mm-hmm. they really love celebrating other people's success in mm-hmm. their healthy way, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was listening, there's a whole, we won't get into subtype or instinctual variants, but there Don't is. Don't do it. Don't do it. I don't no, I'm totally right. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally kidding. <laughs> there is one. <laughs> I think I'm so serious. <laughs> there is one instinctual variant that is almost. It's the there's always a counter type basically, mm-hmm. and the counter type to this three is really not wanting to be in the spotlight. But then like that's almost their image thing is not wanting to be that and just being the supportive role and that whatever they're supporting needs to be successful, but they can't be seen as successful and they're fixated oh. on not being seen as that. That's complicated. It's complicated. That's real. Yeah. <laughs> that's okay, so we're we're winding down this section, but oh, I'm going to read the three wing two and many- get Phil's reaction to that. I'm I'm kind of lost in terms of our time right now. We're okay. at an hour, but like oh, we've wow. taken lots of breaks. Okay, and I probably you should probably edit that. <laughs> that's boring. But uh, Macy's editing this episode. <laughs> this is a uh, so Phil 
is identifies as a three wing two. I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to read three wing two and then we'll hear, hear Phil's reaction to that. And then we'll sort of wind down this portion and then we're going to, are we going to read the three wing four? Oh, I don't know. I feel like we should, should we, uh, for any three out there listening. Macy is here for the three wing fours, right. everybody. Uh, yeah, so got to talk about we'll that four wing. Three, it's a very interesting. We'll three, do three mix. wing two and get Phil's response, and then we'll address the three wing four. Well, I wonder. I wonder if Phil could be open to his four wing. Oh, okay. We'll see. Uh, no, I, I this is happening in real time. Okay. Maybe he doesn't have, I don't really have a six wing, but I guess we all have a little bit of a wing. You I could. do have some mm-hmm. fear and, and fear. Fives are fearful. Sixes mm-hmm. are fearful. So I yeah. think I, I need force. Okay. Because here's the, I guess here it is. Wow. Here four. we here are. Thing. I'll say this little thing. <laughs> I need fours. I mean, I'm speaking as a three. Like I feel like we need fours because they give us permission to feel. Oh mm-hmm. yes, and to and to sit in well those spaces of feeling—that's well, nice. Well uh, said. <laughs> so I'm just yeah. Yeah, I I relate to that, mm-hmm. and Macy's done that for me. Okay, here comes the three wing two. Everybody, this is the charmer. The charmer. Phil, I would that would that would. You're sit. charming. Thank Wouldn't you. it be funny if we read that and we're like, he's not really a he's charmer. Not. <laughs> yeah, this guy's got no yeah. charisma. Threes <laughs> are really char- charismatic. charismatic. Are. Let yeah. it be known. It's true. Mm-hmm. People of this subtype are more emotional and spontaneous than the other subtype, three wing four. With this, which that's interesting. You'd think a four would be it's, more emotional. A three wing four is a little dark. We'll, we'll read it in a second. <laughs> yeah, Macy whispered the word dark. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, people of this subtype are more emotional and spontaneous than the other subtype. Their outgoing, vivacious quality can resemble sevens. Definitely resembles a seven. Yeah. Mm, they can be friendly, helpful, and generous, just like twos, while maintaining the poise, self-esteem, and high personal achievement of threes. Hmm. They want to be loved and have a drive to be close with people, but they sometimes substitute public life and the recognition they obtain there for a more satisfying private life and domestic stability. Mm-hmm. That also goes with what Phil has said about himself so far. Um, here's the, that's, that's the that's healthy. That's healthy. That's a nice, mm-hmm. healthy three-wing two. Yeah. Um, we were talking a little bit earlier about introversion mm-hmm. and Phil was saying that he, I'm speaking for you now, but you're saying, uh, a crowd is great, but like you like more intimate, less small talk. Yeah. I mean, I was just like, I love getting to know people. I think yeah. that's the, yeah. I like getting to know people. Yeah. Cause like, I mean, you just don't yeah. like in a big crowd and like, we're not really the move through it. the crowd and like, it's just, Ooh. you don't get to know people. You're just like, Oh, oh that's la, la, interesting. La. We had, I had a pastoral retreat years and years ago and we were talking about the thing that stressed us out the most in our jobs. Mm-hmm. And one of our pastors said the fellowship hall blitz like after, yeah, after the sermon or whatever it is you're doing, you have to walk through the fellowship hall. It's mm-hmm. like, Oh, Hey, Oh yeah. Mm-hmm, uh, interesting. Oh yeah. I'll call you back. And Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, this is not that this is real. <laughs> right. I'm not even listening. I'm stressed and tired. And there's too many of you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Right. Usually, yeah, that's interesting. It's no, it's, it's kind of the the background is we want a quality interaction, right? Mm-hmm. Like you want to sit down and grab some coffee and say like, "How's your soul? Like, yeah, how, how exactly. are you doing?" Not like, "Hey, you know." How like, about the Mariners? Right. How about the Mariners? <laughs> <laughs> Mariners suck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's right. Yeah. True. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So here's the average range. They call it average. It could be classified as unhealthy. Yeah. No, average? I think they mean average. Okay. And w- typically, we're all functioning at about average levels. Mm-hmm. Almost all of us in our daily lives, I'd say. Three wing two we just read. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Average. Do you want to read it? I'm doing all the reading. I don't care. I'll okay. read the three wing four because I'm a four. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's good. <laughs> they attempt to suppress any characteristics that interfere with their desirability, feeling that their value comes from the ability to attract and even dazzle other people. 
In short, they want others to like and admire them. They know how to quote unquote, turn it on to impress. And this often becomes a preoccupation. Their behavior can have a smooth artificial quality and undermines their attempt to be popular and credible. People of this subtype are often highly competitive, although usually covertly. Hmm. You've Hmm. mentioned that. They may resort to multiple images to satisfy their social relations and to perform in intimate situations. Mm. Woo. That, that was really deep at the Those end. Levels. Nick Jonas. <laughs> <laughs> to perform in intimate situations. Uh, okay. So did that resonate? Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> I don't even know where to start. I'm like, dang, not for real. I mean, I, I resonate. I think like the two things I was thinking about is like, it's kind of like we're chameleons. Because hmm. we're always that, just that's like. A, that's a that's phrase. A word. That's, that's a, a word for word. y'all. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Like we're kind of, we're just like, we have masks. Like we have like our tool belt is like mask. And yeah. so then we're like wow. kind of flipping through. And, oh. like, and then eventually like, I think. That's amazing. We kind of get to this place where like, we we're like grabbing our face and we realize that like, it's not a mask. Like, well, now what do I do? With now that? what do I do? Right. Wow. Um, Cause like in those intimate moments, like I was saying, like those are like the hardest parts for us. Mm. Like I know for me, like relationally, like that was the hardest part. It's not like, after getting past the perception of like, cool, hmm. like who are you really? Like who am I really? Hmm. And then like diving into that, marriage doesn't make that any easier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like it's just like that was I think that for me was like the biggest learning curve like, in like M and I's like ma- like dating relationship and marriage is just like coming out of the shell of like, mm-hmm. oh like I have to be this person rather than like you know this is who I am. Hmm. Like this is this is the beauty of who I am and. And I don't need a mask to, hmm. to validate that. Wow. This goes so. with everything we've been learning about threes. I know. Before we read this, I'm going to read this piece from the Sacred Enneagram. So much reading. Um, You're going to do two readings. This is super short, though. You cheated. Because um, we were talking about this that, earlier. If you read that, I get to read three and four. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, what? <laughs> um, so... Someday so, you'll know my jokes. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. I love um, oh, I love it when I say in past episodes here at No Small Thing we like to think of one side. Macy's like we like to think of multiple sides. Like, <laughs> you don't need it was a joke. Oh. Everybody knows it's, the whole point. I gotta make sure everyone sides. knows it's a joke. <laughs> um, okay, so like we were talking about this a bit earlier, but this idea of deceit is mm. like this a huge word around threes yeah. and talking about being a chameleon like that just made me i have to read this sentence so the deceit of the three it's not like they're deceiving people Mm -hmm. that's like i want to put that out there they're not deceiving if they're They're deceiving anyone's Mm -hmm. no they're not liars it's they're deceiving themselves as you were saying it's because they don't know themselves and they're putting on these masks so the deceit of this is from the sacred enneagram the deceit of the three is expressed in their ability to pivot or flex and assume any role, position, or opinion required to accomplish whatever they want to achieve. It's a chameleon-esque ability to make connections in order to quell their inner hunger for recognition, and they will achieve whatever they set their hearts to. Wow. Chameleon. Wow. Oof. Chameleon. It. Yeah. I mean, so. it's, it's real. That's a, <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, oh, that's a real thing. Wow. Yeah. The deceit to yourself. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, and then it says in all these books, one of the things is that so oh, here comes Byron sending his <laughs> evening Bible study. Thanks, Byron. Sorry. Okay. I get eight texts three times a day from Byron. We love you, Byron. Um, so, yeah, it was saying they're so aggressively attached to this image, mm-hmm. and this makes so much sense that eventually and probably almost instantaneously, they become associated with it yeah. like this is yeah. the image and that's me it's like oh uh, yeah is that you i remember i was reading <laughs> um i was reading actually a book 
and it's talking about how David and I think we were talking about oh, we yeah, right. about this. The David and King characters. Saul were threes. Yeah. And mm. like the biggest thing that like brought Saul to his knees was he was so attached to his image. Yes. Mm-hmm. That it just it brought him like it just brought him to his knees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, but David, like in humility, like that was that was the pivotal moment of like as a healthy three, like David exhibited that of that. I'm not attached to my image. Yeah, yeah. you are not your image. You are you. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, Whoa. Gosh. Hard. Hard stuff for That's a three. Yeah. Gosh. All right. Do you want to read three wing four? Yeah, I'd this, love this to. This will be the finale of this portion, mm-hmm. and then we're gonna say catch you later. Oh, interesting. Am I? <laughs> oh <my> um, gosh. <laughs> Oprah is supposedly a three wing four, so oh, you're wow. in good company. Shout out to Oprah. <laughs> okay, now that's really interesting because I would have assumed a three wing two. Because she's yeah, so helpful. Yeah. I don't know. So we'll read centric. about it and see. Let's read it. I'm going to try to close my eyes and think about Oprah. <laughs> um, okay, so this is called The Professional. Hmm. People of this subtype, I'm reading healthy. People of this subtype oh, you're feel reading what? Oh, the healthy. healthy. For, you're reading from the wisdom of the Enneagram. Yeah, I guess healthy. I'll just restart yeah. this whole thing. Yeah. So they're called The Professional, and I'm reading them at their healthy level, and then I'll read their average level. So people of this subtype feel that self-esteem comes from their work and career success more than from personal qualities. Mm. They want their work to be outstanding and well-regarded, often putting great energy into their careers. They take pleasure in whatever professional or craft they have chosen and are willing to make great personal sacrifices to maintain their professional integrity. While diplomatic and charming, they are more generally serious and task-oriented and can therefore resemble ones. Mm. Very interesting. Interesting. Dang it. Oh, story. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, and then I'm going to read. interesting. Wow. It was okay. really interesting. I'm going to read the a- average levels. I think unhealthy three wing fours is like a really. I was just listening to a podcast. You were saying the darkest. It's really one of the darkest numbers because wow. they go so tragic with the four. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so average. Powerful ambition and self-doubt mix in people of this subtype, inevitably creating tremendous pressures. Their drive for perfection is similar to that of ones. However, they inspire to embody perfection in some way to avoid being rejected or shamed as inferior. People of this subtype feel they are putting their entire self-worth on the line with every project. Wow. Mm. They often project competence and poise, but can be rather private socially. In contrast to the more outgoing and affable expressions of the other subtype, they may also display pretentiousness and arrogance mixed with self-consciousness and self-contempt, making this subtype perplexing and sometimes at odds with itself. Wow. I, I guess I could see that in Oprah. Yeah. But yeah. she's healthy. Mm-hmm. But she's healthy. Yeah. 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 She's done a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just, I think it's just a really interesting subtype in the way that the threes drive for success and needing to have this image like crashes with this weird moody side and that right. like kind of like inhibits it and they're like, mm-hmm. oh, but I need to be this thing. But then they're like kind of drawn by the moodiness. Mm-hmm. Now, knows? we don't know you that well, Phil, but you uh-huh. don't strike me as a tr- tremendously moody person. We're all moody in our own way. Well, but I think like, so. well, yeah. Maybe you are. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, yeah. I, okay. think, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I think um that's a part of me I haven't really explored too much. <laughs> <laughs> That's but why it's so wing twos can seem seven like. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Positive, mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, because we're but I mean, I think at the same time, like I think I feel like I go to those places sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like in those like in those moments, like I said earlier, when 
you're you're kind of figuring out the in between space. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those are the spaces where I feel like that's like I'm not as optimistic and I'm not as positive. It's mm-hmm. it's the real vulnerable like wow, woe is me. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Why why are things this way? Things are gonna get better. So you're kind of I don't know. Interesting. That's so healthy. That's like the opposite of splitting. That was saying what last week, like sitting in the ambiguity. That's yeah. really important for humans. Super mm-hmm. important. Yeah. I think what's interesting too is that, and what's always fun about reading Wings is you're going to relate to it because it's your number. Right. And Wings is really just your flavor. And mm-hmm. so we all kind of are on a spectrum of like our wings. Some of us have harder wings and some of us are more balanced. They right. say that there's some who kind of have uh, an equal like mm-hmm. wingness. But who knows? Or you could grow into your other wing. You have that in your tool belt, potentially. I know. Very interesting. Oh. So a three wing two? Yes. A like balance we can't. Three? Enneagram <laughs> people would say, and I guess this is another thing to know. Like we're talking about tests and all that. Like in, in terms of the way the Enneagram works, what we've been told is um, your number is your number. Mm-hmm. You, you, don't, you don't start as a three and then someday become an eight. Oh, no. Oof, no. You're a three. For the de- till the day you die, but I, I I think it is true that you can switch your wings. Well, you can develop another. You can develop, develop your other wing. wing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel like switch is interesting. That's a word, triggering but... thing for me now. As somebody that's been like studying the Instagram, people are like, well, three years ago I was a three, but now I'm a seven. Oh, it's like, gosh. no, 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 no. <laughs> you're not a seven. <laughs> you're either three or seven. You know? No, I just developed. It <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now we can all work on it. We can all become more seven like, well, or can, you but could you will say, always be a three. Well, or, or you could say that person in doing the work of the Enneagram maybe came to a clear understanding of themselves and saw that they were mm-hmm. a seven That's true. or, you know, mm-hmm. cause I think it's important in the work of the Enneagram to always being open. Mm-hmm. Um, especially I would say the first year to two years of like open to all the types and, and trying to see yourself in open. them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Close the door. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know it's a joke? No, I know it's clarify? a joke. Explain my joke to every, the I audience. I know it's a joke, but Scott's I still joking, everybody. I still want to say something. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> be open. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, that is it, y'all. Well, Next, it's not it. Coming up. Coming up is some uh, listener engagement from Instagram. Listener comments. We've heard from y'all, the threes out there. They're mm-hmm. telling us what it's about. And then we'll probably close with a bit of the emergence of essence. Cause mm-hmm. each of these numbers, while they do love to point out our flaws and our shadow sides, it's, it's all pointing to the fact that there is a beautiful essence within us. And it's often it's our defense mechanisms and all these ways we develop that get in the way of that. And there's an essence inside of each of us. A beautiful essence. To emerge. <laughs> we'll have that. We'll get ready. Get ready. Fast forward to it if you don't want to hear the next part. Catch Fast you later. forward to the. <laughs> okay, catch you later, everybody. <laughs> We're back. Uh, we so we have some Instagram comments. Which again, if anybody wants to know, we take that seriously. 
follow us at no small thing Good on point. Instagram. Yeah, another thing to, to say. We post a lot, especially during Enneagram weeks. We'll post some resources, some graphs, some Macy memes. gets pumped during Enneagram I weeks. I get pumped. I want to share all the info. Posts. Yeah. So that's also a way to engage with us. So we're going to read some comments. We asked people to share. We asked a lot of questions. I think the spirit is... We want to hear from real threes. That's why yeah. we have Phil here. We don't want to just talk about threes. Mm-hmm. We want to hear from a real three. Yeah. So we asked the question, what do you like about being a three? What's hard? What was it like learning about three? Pre- we posed a big, lots of questions out there. So we're going to read the comments from threes. The okay. first we, one. We also said on our this post that you're responding to, we posted some pictures. It was threes, Oprah. But we also said Kendall Jenner, Taylor Swift, Drake. Taylor These Swift are threes. Three. Drake. Yeah. Uh, um, according to Mrs. some, this is incredible. This is incredible. That was surprising. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't know what to say about that. I don't know her very well. <laughs> I don't know Mrs. Um, very well. Tom Haverford. We talked about this yeah. from Parks and Rec. And then, if anyone watches Suits out there, Harvey Specter. I did Harvey Specter is the ultimate three meme. Wow, Suits. Suits. He's a lawyer. That's he is successful. He's hear. amazing. He's so you've an watched epic suits? three. Yeah. Everybody, it's hard for me when Macy talks about shows she watches. Why? Because I want you to watch Breaking Bad. So oh. she spent time watching Suits, but she won't watch Breaking well, Bad. Well, Breaking Bad is, that's emotionally challenging. But Suits isn't? No. <sighs> okay. okay. Okay, fair enough. I'm going to read this. Uh, our first comment <laughs> was from uh, Courtney underscore Pyle Jones. Yes. Oh, yeah. So Courtney, you know I did their wedding. Oh, wow. Yeah. Scott knows Anthony this Anthony was my intern. Here comes another intern, Macy. Wow. Macy was also my intern, everybody, but now we're co-hosts. Yeah. And peers <laughs> on this podcast. So, uh, um, Let's all clarify that, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Anthony and Courtney are now living in New Jersey, and Anthony's going to Princeton Seminary. Hello. Yeah. And Courtney is his wife, and is, is I could definitely see being a three. Well, well so. she says, I'm so excited for this. I have self identified as a three wing two, and I want to hear all your thoughts. So, we just shared a bit about the three wing well, two. We're sharing twos, a lot of thoughts tonight. Um, okay. And then she said, one of the most important things I've learned is to recognize when it's a good time to turn on my tunnel vision. That's what I call my determination and when I get really focused on something and when it's not a great time for it. I have also benefited a lot from practicing mindfulness, especially in times when I need to turn my mind off and try to relax. Mm. That is good advice. Good mindfulness Phil, is good Phil's for us all. That, I think. That's like a healthy three. Yeah. yeah. That's a healthy three. <laughs> Stopping, <laughs> thinking. Mm-hmm. I think she said... That's a hard sentence, but she says, that's what I call my determination and will when I get really focused. There we go. That's hard, but that's hard. Mm, Appreciate that. (laughs) Um, She's also a teacher, so I imagine she's a very focused, you know, uh, ambitious teacher mm -hmm. in a good way. Mm -hmm. Because I I would classify Courtney as a very healthy three wing two. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's such a cool way of thinking about it in the sense of this tunnel vision is true in that threes put their minds to something. They are go-getters. If they set a goal, Mm -hmm. they like, they can put all their energy into that, into reaching that goal. And they do reach those goals. It's pretty epic. Yeah. I I just said again, in like the youth ministry world, how long have you worked at Questville? A year. I just said a year. Okay. So he's worked there a year. First time I ever talked with him, he's like putting together a, a conference for a city, <laughs> you know, in the first year. Yeah. Well, I was like, oh, you're putting together a conference. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I've, n- I've, I've been working as a youth pastor in Seattle for almost like 20 years. I've never put together a conference. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Read a lot of theology books. Yeah, read a lot of books. I'm coming to you for advice. That's why it's so good to like lean on each other though for this sort of stuff. Okay, who are you gonna read next? Well, I'm just gonna say that another three commented. Turtle Mama Deb, which is Deb, Turtle who's Mama been Deb. featured on our podcast as Deb Thomas from our anxiety episode, a therapist and friend of the show, listener of the Courtney's show. Thoughts. She liked it. She said, love this way of thinking. Very helpful, positive frame. And then there was a bit of an exchange there. And then. Well, go look at our Instagram if you're interested in the exchange. Yeah, there's a bit of an exchange. Scott Scott comes in. They're chatting more. And then Turtle Mama Deb. Deb Turtle Mama Deb. Lays a little <laughs> bit more, uh, spits some fire, I'd say, here. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's also three-wing two. So all the three-wing twos are coming in. They are. So I think Phil will resonate with this, too. Uh, yes, three-wing two. Three-wing two. I like, this is Deb. I like this tunnel vision expression as it perfectly describes a state I get into when I'm driving towards a deadline. It is a lost in task focus. If you ask me how I feel, I might tell you about the task, forgetting everything else. My feelings get easily tied to the task if I'm not careful. As I've grown and learned, my view of self does not need to be dependent on how far I've made it on my list of accomplishments. I've also learned to check in with my emotions and relationships and see them as just as or more important than my accomplishments. Mm, That's That's a funny three thing to say. Some would say just as most people would say your relationships are, of course, more important. Mm -hmm. But she's saying. I've grown to look at them as just compliments as. of just yeah. as, as yeah, important I think that as shows, my relationship. That shows the true work of the A work three. of the Enneagram. Yeah. And it's yeah. like growing into that. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. Uh, I need to check in with, with values often as it can just be easy to get insecure and start driving towards getting things done in order to feel better. Wow. <laughs> Parenting little kids was difficult as there was rarely a feeling of accomplishment. I cannot imagine parenting as a preschool teacher. I'm like, a, this is a tough environment. That's really interesting too, because parents comment on this. What are you going to say? That's the, I, I like, I always tell them this, that the, 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 the part, the, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the part, uh, the part of parenting that I feel like I'm going to struggle with the most and scares me the most is like the ones, twos, threes, and fours. Oh yeah. Like mm. that's just yeah. going to be so scary for me because like middle school and high school, like you see fruits and like mm-hmm. little things, but like like first one, two, and threes, it's just it's just scary. I don't yeah. know, and, and like that puts language behind why it's scary mm-hmm. too. Though, which is like for me, I'm like, wow, Gosh. I just learned something right there just like hearing that. Yeah, that's why it's parenting so little kids was difficult as there was rarely a feeling of accomplishment. Yeah, I would say ones especially. Like, I mean, just as somebody that has raised kids, like mm-hmm. there, it felt like so. Um, well, one of the words that was used somewhere in some of the books we were using, maybe you said this, it was like a purgatory. That's mm. like, um, there's not much happening. It's a baby mm. and, and a mom, especially, and this isn't sexist. It's, it's like a psychological or physiological. A mom especially has an instant connection. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And me as a dad, I was like, this is so weird. They're not saying anything. Mm. They're just sitting there. You're holding, you can try to reflect on like the beauty of life and it works, <laughs> but not, as much as you'd think. <laughs> and th- but then those those uh twos, threes, and fours, they get super cute. They get super cute. So that's cute. something. It's not even about accomplishment. Oh, I mean, who knows what a three would think, but like um they're doing so many cute things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they really do. They do. Um 
Okay, her last sentence. I had to learn to make self-care and being emotionally pre- present the accomplishment. Oh, the accomplishment Whoa. is being emotionally that's present. Some, that's yeah. her workaround. Yeah, yeah. That's a word. Oh. I did it. I was emotionally present. I'm, ex- I'm succeeding. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Deb, thank you so much. Deb. That blessed me. <laughs> um, Phil someone, feels blessed. Uh, Lindsay Almeida said, I'm a three with a four. I'm a and three with then, a four. Uh, and said, What's, what does that look like or feel like for you? And they said, high achiever, gets things done, not a good team player Ooh. with a tongue out emoji with one eye closed. Ooh. <laughs> not a team player. Not yeah, a team that's player. What may, that's, that might be a difference between three and four and a three and two. That I might be actually. Two is a team player. Twos are, yeah, twos twos are, are team yeah. players. I think a three ring four mm. is success driven and in it for themselves. I, th- yeah. Hmm. Ooh. Wow. Like a roast of the three and four is from me. High achiever gets things done. Gosh, I am so inspired by threes getting stuff done. I know. I like cannot put that, say that enough. <laughs> <laughs> you do it. <laughs> you do it. Okay. Uh, were there a few other ones on that thread? Uh, not on that thread. That's okay. it. Okay. Now we have this cartoon. Is that the next? Uh, yes. Which Emily let it be known. In. This nice meme says, do I marry success, work for success, or dress for success? I know. I do all three. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, okay, so I think this has some some juicy stuff for Phil. Some juicy bits. So Emily responds on this one. This is the Emily show here. And I'm saying that as a sweet, a nice sweet. Emily good from job, Emily. Um, our previous episode, Meet the Mandigies. Meet the Mandigies. This is she talks a little bit about her threeness, but here she goes a little deeper. We're not defined by who we're married to, folks. But I did want to say, married to Birdie. Birdie's also married to Emily. So yeah, I just want to make. <laughs> I'm not like, oh, you know Emily, the girl that's married to Birdie. That's not <laughs> what I'm trying to say. I'm just trying to help people understand. Um, okay, so Emily says, I love now. Now, she doesn't say whether she's a three-wing four or three-wing two. She could go either way, in my opinion. Emily, Mm. what do you think? (laughs) Three-wing four or three-wing two? I love the self-drive that comes with being a three. I see a lot of people talk the talk, but I don't believe them until they walk the walk. Mm -hmm. And then she goes, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I kind of do, Emily, but I think you know a little more than I do. I find so much joy in before and after photos and I love stats and numbers that show my progress over time. I Mm. knew I was a hard three. She's very confident in her threeness. A few years ago when my friend told me about the Enneagram, I read the bio for threes and I literally felt like someone watched my entire life and wrote down the description from there. Mm. Sometimes I catch myself in unhealthy comparison patterns, but I've loved that the Enneagram breaks those levels down. It helps me recognize when I'm not in a good state. And from there I can learn practices and reshaping my perspective and practice of gratitude. Wow. Mm. Oh man. Do you feel, do you, do you, do you relate to this idea of like a before and after photos? Like loving it, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> like I the mean, progress. I I personally love the after photos. But <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> right, yeah, you like, have to have that before shot to appreciate. The right. Mm-hmm. right. I think that's like, I I think that's like just a healthy. That's a that's a healthy habit right there. Is to take a before <laughs> photo and after photo. I haven't gotten there. I'm yeah. like, <laughs> like, that's so that's, good. That's so healthy. Wow. But yeah. I mean, I think it's just so. It's just beautiful because mm-hmm. you you're in the process. I think as a three, you're so tunnel vision in the process. Yes, that it gives you a chance to look back and be like, 
Oh that's, yeah. Get, oh yeah. Like I, I, or did this or like, this is how this connected. And then like for a three, it allows us to see a story. Mm. Like oh the wow. That's a good mm. one. Cause, cause we're so focused in, in the, in the progress that we're not able to see what everyone else sees. Mm. Wow. But then, yeah. A before and after photo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. That's just another example of, and you brought in the tunnel vision thing too with Deb. Yeah. Um, getting lost in a task. And I, I responded to Deb and say, said there's something about that for every number of like this concept of flow, like getting lost in a mm-hmm. project, but everybody would have a different motivator behind it. Right. Mine is just, I have to always think about getting whatever I did out there. Mm. It's rare, It's usually just about me putzing around. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm lost in the flow and I have tunnel vision, but it's not like because I'm accomplishing something, I'm doing mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have work to do. But man, that was well said by Emily. And then she keeps going. Oh, this is so good. Phil, I'd love to hear what you have to say about this. So we asked this question, how how can we honor these numbers? Mm-hmm. Emily says, Emily, I think might be the only one that responded to that, but, she, but it sounds really good. Oh, some tips to honor threes. Oh, this is so sweet. Yeah. Remind them that they, without their works, Oh, remind them that without their works, they're worthy of praise and love just by being themselves. Mm. It's hard to detach love from the things we do slash accomplish. So a reminder that we're okay people without all the worldly trophies and awards is very refreshing. Mm. That's true. Does that feel true? (laughs) Yes. Um, And shout out to to M, my wife. Oh, yeah. Other M. M. Um, Emily and M. Yeah. But I think she does that so well. Uh, Good job, Emily. She just does, like she just always reminds me like oh well if you don't get it done it's okay hmm. worth not in it hmm. and hmm. it's just so like it's like little subtle truth but it's such a deep truth that like I don't think she knows it but it just means the world to me to hear hmm. it, to be reminded of it like all the time I'm like oh yeah like it doesn't rest in what I do it's like, hmm. I'm already if I didn't do anything I'd still be left hmm. that's now, a good word we we're, we think Emily uh, M as Phil's <laughs> referring to her, uh, mm-hmm. Phil's wife is an eight. Yes. That sounds That's eight-ish. Mm-hmm. Eight, eights have a real deep, maybe the deepest sense of justice and fairness. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if they were noticing somebody being harsh on themselves, I felt like they'd find it very easy to be like, you're great. You're mm-hmm. awesome. Just yeah, they would are. just like say it. They'd yeah. be like, mm-hmm. stop. Yeah. <laughs> like, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ooh, we got another good one. Lenny B. Lenny B. Lenny B. Do you want to read this one? Might as well just go back and forth a little bit. Okay. I read all the other ones. Later. There um, wasn't that much though. There's just turtle. Um, all right, here we go. Turtle mom. My Lenny B. Lenny B's getting given us a lot. There's some parenting stuff here too. Oh, I know. I yeah. love this. Thank you so much. Parents out there. Um, all people out there, <laughs> all the people, even the if people. you didn't comment. Even, yeah. Thanks for the listeners. And even if you didn't listen, thank you. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> parents. This is from Lenny B. I love the natural drive to succeed. Oftentimes it's made me work incredibly hard, but allowed me to reap some sweet fruit from my labor at an early age. As a mother of two little ones, I don't get to accomplish a lot. Very few trophies are given for work that is extremely demanding and disappointments are out of control as parents as parents. So parenting as a three is incredibly difficult. I believe it predisposes you to depression because so much of who we are gets taken away. The ability to accomplish it continue. The ability to accomplish it continue excelling at a craft seems to come to an abrupt stop. Ooh, yeah. Mm. Wow. That's good. 
Yeah, your kids kind of become the focal point. That's yeah. A hard, that's a hard thing for a parent. It's really hard. And then she also writes, I first knew I was a three when I read, these people are often groomed from an early age to perform. They learn how to gain applause for their accomplishments, and they believe that applause is love. Whoa, mm. mic drop. She says <laughs> mic <real>. drop. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what it is, a mic drop. That <laughs> is a mic drop moment. This yeah. is where I'm like, gosh, the Enneagram is so helpful because mm. I'm not thinking that mm-hmm. and I grew up in a very three like home and yet that message isn't hasn't like sep- seeped mm-hmm. into my core identity yeah but it's what messages seep into us mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. interesting you relate to that yeah I mean yeah. I relate to that I, I mean shout but I think shout out to to that mom yeah mm-hmm. um because that's as a three I can't imagine what that's like oh mm-hmm. as a mom I, yes. yeah just like did she say she was a stay-at-home mom? or mm, She didn't say stay-at-home, but so. she's definitely a mom. As a mother of two little ones, I don't get to accomplish a lot. Very few trophies are given for work that is extremely demanding and it's, often it's disappointing. It's very unseen, the things yeah. you Yeah, do. it's really mm-hmm. unseen, and, and a, kids don't appreciate it. Yeah. Oh, definitely not. Yeah, I was say, they're yeah. probably, they're, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, shout out to her. Um, yeah. Because that's, that's the real work right mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah. It feels so selfless. Mm-hmm. But, but I bet, I mean, honestly, it's, it's not the same, but doing youth ministry, mm-hmm. like our high schoolers and middle schoolers don't really thank us, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I think the funniest thing is, and this applies a little bit more, well, it applies to all of us really, but like, you know, for somebody that does youth ministry as a job, mm-hmm. it's my job and a kid will come up and say, what's your real job? Like I'm doing this, I'm then doing something else. Like, I'm like, this is, this is what I do. This, this is my is job. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on. Teenagers are, yeah. they say oh. harsh things, mean oh things. I can't handle it. <laughs> 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 the things they say. Yeah, the things they say. Oh. All right, well, I think that's, I think that's, that's it for our comments. comments. Yeah. Did somebody get, get into this one? Um, no, I think we were just talking about um, how, to, how, to, how to rate us with, with Lena. Yeah. So that's it. Thank you so much to the threes that did participate. Thanks. Shout out to my sister who told me about it verbally. And Um, Macy may get a, uh, an audio file from her sister before this episode airs. We'll see. Um, all right. Are we going to close with emergence of essence? I think we'll close with emergence of essence, but I want to get Phil's thought on one more thing, which we've kind of been talking around, talking around, but just let's get to it. Yeah. This, this is a, uh, a short thing. Let's see. Um, I, I, it's I from Helen. <laughs> Helen Palmer. If you don't know who Helen Palmer is and you're still listening and still interested in the Enneagram, this is a voice you should be oh, listening to because she's system. one of the kind of foundational pieces in the modern Enneagram. I would say Helen Palmer. She's done a lot of work. She worked directly with Claudio Naranjo, who is a huge Enneagram star. So I've been reading Helen and she doesn't, she doesn't pull punches, um, which is, is <laughs> nice so and a bit harsh. Um, but I think in doing the work, it's important to have that kind of harsh voice. That's, that's really truth telling into your life. So Scott's uh, digging through Helen right now. <laughs> You're doing such a good job, like stalling. I might not be able to find the thing I want to say. I, I really, uh, <laughs> I really wanted to find this one quote. Look how many exclamations. I put too many exclamation part points. Usually I describe, I put uh, exclamation points to say, this is the main thing. 
Um, but it's all the I main put thing. Too many exclamation this is, points. And we're just reading the Enneagram by Helen Palmer. If again, plug for I'm not gonna put this in there. She was saying something about this idea of 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 so many, and this is what I relate to. Mm-hmm. So many people, and I would say probably most Enneagram types, are needing to be encouraged to get out and do something. Mm-hmm. And she's she said perhaps the Enneagram three is the only group that needs to be cons- and maybe sevens could be put yeah, in this I was category. sevens. Um, it's this idea of human being. Stop human doing, be a human being. Mm-hmm. Just stand yes. still. And the work is to stand still. Mm-hmm. And just wow. sit there. Mm-hmm. Whoa. That's now, a lot. That's heavy. Yeah. That's levels. <laughs> That's levels. <laughs> <laughs> and do you, do you relate to that? Like just this idea? I mean, obviously when you, it seems like you've learned that when you do it, it feels good, mm-hmm. but it's not your natural inclination. No. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like to stop. I think like today, for example, to to stop and just to be hmm. was really hard for me because you're always scanning up and down. Like, what could I do? Yeah. Um, and then just to, when you finally be, you're like, Oh, like your, your muscles relax and you're like, I love this. I love, <laughs> this is very good for my soul, but hmm. everything leading up to it is saying, don't do it. Don't do it. It's a trick. Yeah. Wow. And then, it's so I think that's the, mm. that's the telling thing for a three is just being a human being. And, and being a human being, um, I, this is something I've been learning is that like confession is a really big thing. Ooh. Um, because as a as a three, we're so image conscious that mm. we we forget that like we are people and we make mistakes. And so then to be like, I'm sorry, or to confess, whatever it is, mm-hmm. it's very human. It's like the human side of us, like the human being yeah. rather than the human. Yeah. Being. Wow. That's yeah. so good. It's healing. Mm-hmm. If we're about to read like the sort of benediction. This is like our concluding thoughts, hopefully mm-hmm. an encouragement to threes. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like, Phil, do you feel like you have like like advice to threes? Oh, as yeah, a three? before we do that. It'd be very spontaneous. Tips for but a like, three, gosh, ways man. to love yourself. I mean, just... You've love. already kind of said it, but... I think uh, my tips to a three would be just love who you are. Um, just love who you are and continue to be reminded that you are loved before you do anything. Hmm. That's good. Um, you're loved before you do anything, and um, and just remember that that's where your that your worth doesn't lie in, in what you do. Hmm. Um, yeah, I think that would be my my thoughts as a three, and just like enjoy life. Like <laughs> life isn't always about doing. Um, life is about the relationships and and the the interconnected things that connect with doing. Hmm. Hmm. So, I love wow, the idea of good. maybe. This is a dark way to think about it, but like maybe Phil loses sight of those encouragements five years from now and then oh. goes back and listens and is encouraged by his own words. Probably. <laughs> You're yeah. like, oh, I'm so glad I'm reminded by myself. Oh, this that. is great advice I gave <laughs> myself. I only say that because that's happened to me sometimes. I'll go back and read something I wrote like 10 years ago and yeah. I'm like, oh, I haven't done that. We have to listen to yeah. our younger selves. Yeah, our Isn't younger that selves. Mm-hmm. That's what, okay. Yeah, I, no, go ahead. Go ahead. So there's, I was reading, it was the book I was telling you all about. Yeah. But the book was saying how important it is for threes to go back to their home roots. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's necessary for threes to continually to go back. Hmm. And in that, they experience, like, the power to move forward. Hmm. Yeah. Like, in the power. They have to find themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, that's just the the journey of the three is continuing to go back. Wow. Um, Oh, that's so interesting. (laughs) It's just, uh, I can pop off. Um, Do you want to read this? Sure. Okay, uh, this is at the... Um, 
This is okay. the wisdom, and it's the emergence of essence. Yeah, we we say benediction because we come from like a Christian tradition, and we usually end like a worship service with that. This is obviously a worship service, but we like to think of it as the final encouraging word. Yeah, the so encouragement as we're winding as down, we head out. Um, this is it, and so it's meant to be like a nice, a positive, encouraging thought to threes. Mm-hmm. And it's it's what the work reveals of you. This mm-hmm. is who you are. Mm-hmm. Who you mm-hmm. are is these amazing things. Here we go. Uh, good afternoon, good morning, good night, everybody. And and after I'm done reading this, our music will come on and we'll be done. Yeah. And Mace will have put down her microphone and all that. Good stuff. Okay. For threes, the emergence of essence. When they're able to reconnect with their hearts, healthy threes model the essential gift of authenticity like no other type. Their behavior becomes genuine, not trying to be more or less than they really are. They become simple and available, revealing their true selves with honesty and humility. Authenticity is not about being brutally honest. Authenticity means manifesting who you are in the moment. When threes are present, they are simple and able to speak the truth that comes directly from their hearts. At first glance, this may not seem like much of an achievement, but if we think about it, we realize how rarely we present ourselves to others in this way. As threes learn to embrace their authenticity their essential quality begins to arise. It is difficult to speak about, not because it is so abstract, but because it is so fundamental to our existence that we tend to be blind to it. Perhaps the best word for it is value. The fact that we are valuable merely because we exist. This idea flies in the face of popular culture, which insists that we are valuable only if we have a certain income or certain physical qualities or are of a certain age or professional background. But all of these more superficial understandings of value are substitutes created by the personality that is out of touch with the ground of its being, the source of all real value. If we stop to consider it, it is we who imbue the things that we value with value. Perhaps being an actor gives us our self-esteem. Yet for another person, the same career might seem pointless or trivial. Their self-esteem might depend on having a certain amount of money in the bank. Not only do values vary from person to person, but they also change in the course of our own lives. Obviously, the one common thread in all of us is us. (laughs) In effect, we project our own essential value onto a job or person or a thing or an activity and then try to get the sense of value back by having that thing, but it never quite works. When we contact our essential value, however, we know that it is an intrinsic part of our true nature. We cannot be without value. We can only forget that it is there. All of the pains, humiliations, and problems of life do nothing to diminish the essential value of a person. At most, they only modify the person and give him or her an opportunity for further expansion, further acceptance, and further understanding. Thus, when threes are able to perceive their essential value directly, they become freed from the ego's relentless pursuit of self-esteem through achievement. This affords the time and space to live with a greatness of spirit, a life of love, richness, and wonder. Hey y'all, hope you enjoyed that episode on Enneagram 3s. Hope that it was uh, maybe helpful for you. Um, If you're a 3, we really hope that it was honoring to you. So we can't wait to hear from you. Speaking of hearing from you, 
If you're enjoying No Small Thing, let us know by writing a review. Let us know what you like about the show, maybe what you dislike. Give us some feedback. We would love to hear what you're getting out of the show. And it also helps other people to know what to expect when they check out No Small Thing. And it helps people to find the show. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at No Small Thing. That's where we're going to be asking for engagement. So if you're looking to engage with the show, follow us at No Small Thing. Um, we like to post lots of memes. Check it out. And uh, don't forget to check out our website, nosmallthingpodcast.com, for show notes on today's episode, as well as other Enneagram resources. All right. Thank you so much. We love you. Catch you later. Catch you later.